gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Okay, welcome in. Wednesday edition. Three dudes with a few. It's cloudy out there, but boy, is it warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to get 82 tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm hearing. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has got that bus parked, and he is right here. Yeah, traffic uh, was rolling on through today, so yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. All right, uh, we we got several things I think, and and y'all may have uh, dudes one and two may have some things they want to bring up, but I don't want to get back into the argument again. But it occurred to me yesterday, Mister York, after you and I had, had talked about uh, somewhat the experience that you had growing up, the you know in the segregated schools and that kind of thing. Uh, that I have a perspective that's probably dying out. You know, I'm 66 years old, and what I assume everybody else knows uh, probably is sort of passing from memory. Uh, and that, I think most have always heard the story, but back before the Second World War, uh, 90% of families lived on farms. 50, 100 acres, 150 acres, uh, and very few people lived in the cities. And that's black and white. I mean, it, 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 was, it was that way. And my dad was one of eight children, grew up during the Depression. Uh, they had no running water. They had no indoor plumbing. They had no electricity. Uh, they, My grandfather was a dentist, but... That it was entirely you know you might get paid with a chicken back then and he was chronically ill and uh, could not work most of the time and so basically on a about a hundred and fifty acre farm out there at Kettle Mills, uh, my grandmother raised eight children on on a subsistence farm. They grew chickens, they grew vegetables, they had fruit trees. They uh, that's that's how they lived and I mean they. Uh, they, they were they were poor, I mean really poor. And one of the things my dad used to complain about, and I frequently heard this from other members of his generation, uh, the high schools didn't they they might get they might, the high schools didn't offer the prerequisites for college, and there were just weren't other avenues back then. So like. Uh, Joe Lancaster, who's a contemporary of my father's, he's dead now, uh, I think got a full ride on a football scholarship to Vanderbilt, but couldn't go because um, his little school up near Carthage, Tennessee, didn't provide the necessary prerequisites. And now after the war, these little farms played out. I mean, you just and so after the war, there was a mass exodus, black and white, from the farms because you just couldn't make a living there anymore, and people went to the cities, and you know, TVA in the South got 
industries established and jobs going and uh you know it's like the alabama song song of the south you know uh went to work for tva went and bought a chevrolet something like that and i don't my father's family didn't have a car uh and it it it, it was it was rough and uh the uh and then daddy did say that you know said black he said black people had it worse than we did you know and uh but one of the hallmarks of that generation uh they and and they they had a they had a a, a bitter memory because uh the sort of the ruling the 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 uh well-to-do white class which ruled murray county and surrounding and all over the state of tennessee at the time that'd be my grandparents generation uh and i used to hear him talk about it when uh i was growing up and, and referring to both poor whites and poor black people saying all those people never amount to nothing there's no sense of spending any money to educate them you know and they it, it wasn't there wasn't anything divided about race about it though it was you know all them people the poor whites poor blacks they're they're not going to amount to anything we, why why should we pay to educate them and uh one of the mantras and and you might you know i know you know when desegregation came along the civil rights movement bull connor and the dogs and the fire hose are i think iconic but all of my father's contemporaries i want and some some that you just would not expect you know some who had a fairly rough aspect to them uh their mantra was everybody needs a chance Everybody, and they had grown up in an era when so many people, both young people, black and white, just didn't have a chance. They could not get out of the grinding poverty uh, where they had grown up in these farms, and because times, and and so, uh, you know, I I remember now, you know, again, desegregation happened years before I was even able to vote but you know my dad and his generation you know what i heard more often than anything is everybody just needs a chance and that's yeah yeah mr yeah but let me let me interject a couple points here you talk about the small farms that caucasian owners had well then black and, owners and, had them too yeah, black owners had them too but even the small farm owners had help uh, by black some blacks working on their farm now i don't know what they paid them it didn't didn't really pay them a lot now when you say that you know after slavery a lot of the farms uh, they left yeah they, they didn't have free labor anymore no no so, not, not after so slavery could, after the second world it, war even, even after the Second World War, down in Louisiana, and I don't know about Tennessee, they still. Well, I went. To, I went to school with kids, parents that were still trying to share crop on large long, uh, landowners' land, and they didn't pay them anything hardly. The only way they could get out of that situation is their parents worked to send them to college, so they could grow up. Now, I know, like you said, blacks had it worse than than the. 
some of the small yeah, small Caucasian it was, farmers. It was all, yeah, they were looked. They it was all relative, Mr. York. It was, it was but, a shared poverty. But they weren't looked down on as black folks. They could still get services. They still could go to a restaurant. They still could be received as as a citizen well, higher than blacks. Well, you know, you're that's what my, I'm saying. You're missing my point, Mr. York. Yes, desegregation didn't come along until uh, years later. But uh, and yeah, our daddy used to talk about the black folks, and I think primarily they, what they, uh, they they would work on the farm. And I, I, my grandparents didn't have any cash money. Nobody had any cash money. And so they pay them in a chicken, like you said, like the well, dentist, I, like your all, grandfather, chicken or something. All know? I ever heard about was they would sit down together at a communal table, and my grandmother would serve a a, a robust midday meal. And I think that's basically probably, and then maybe some extra food too. That's probably what they got paid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but it was hard times, and it was it was wrong how it it, it even evolved. Well, it was and it was hard. My times. thing is that it 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 put a lot of blacks back on the back burner, and 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 some things have happened to change that. The government got involved, and a lot of people are mad at the government today because of that. But it was the right well, thing to do based on our Constitution, you, and it's still okay. the right thing but to I'm do. But I'm trying to give you a perspective, and I, and I don't think you're going to let me. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to acknowledge what uh, my dad's generation of, uh, because of their past experience, uh, as being thought of as less than, as being thought of as not worthy. Uh, because of that experience, they uh, all I ever heard was a, a universal, you know, when desegregation came along and schools and all that, they said everybody deserves a chance. And they were supportive because of their experience of being looked down upon, of being thought of as unworthy. The ruling class saying they're not worth public education. Uh, they're not worth us investing in at all. And, the, and as a result, my dad and his generation uh, had the belief that everybody, black and white, deserved support and a chance. And well, I, I agree that some people were. I'll, I'll agree with you. Some some Caucasians were kinder than others, and I, and that enabled and my some experience growing up in the sixties and seventies was that that the that the majority. Now they they, they may not have been out. You know, were in favor of giving everyone black and white a chance, and this, and this, this included all sorts of things like the GI Bill and that, that kind of thing that they were extremely supportive of. But but they were supportive of public education. They were supportive of desegregation. And I'll submit to you, Mr. York, that if I grew up and listened in living rooms and what all, that was the majority. Now they the noisy ones were the you know the noisy ones were the minority. Uh, but and, and you know you, the times. I mean, I didn't hear this in my household, but you know this seems untoward today. But I, I mean, I can remember hearing, you know, those ends deserve their uh, deserve to have good schools and desegregated schools. You know, that mm-hmm. didn't seem at the time. That didn't seem uh, opposite to them. You know. Yeah, but when I was working for a telephone company, you know, I went to a residence one time, and a little girl, she couldn't have been more than two years old, opened the door. I knocked on the door. She opened the door. She said, hey, mama, here's a dirty black inn. 
You know, and this was in my after I'm an adult. So uh, conversations like that are still going on in some of the population, Delph. That's all I'm saying. Not everybody. And I agree with you. Some people were kinder. Some people tried to help minorities, but they couldn't go too far because they got outcast, too. Well, that's just the way the system was back in those days. It was an evolution for sure. Uh, but when did public education start for even uh, at all for for uh, people in rural areas? When were the first schools? Because they weren't that far. Uh, do you know the first year McDowell was here? It was probably our oldest school. But I don't think there was any public schoolhouses in Columbia before that, right? I don't think we had public schools around here until... So even during all this, public schools and the public school system of teaching people the, the, around, are Around in. World War One. Yeah, so it's like a new idea schools. to start educating people through public funds and things like that. You well, know. but that, that's my only point, though, is that, uh, you know, I mean... That that my father's generation growing up in the depression and and it wasn't just the depression the farming it just played out I mean it, it just there's no way to make a living out there as on a farm after you know after 1930 or so it it was just and it didn't come back after the war either and yeah and and, and blacks start migrating toward the urban areas too yeah, you they know did. they I left mean, the farm so okay. again. They didn't have a lot of uh, Caucasian farmers didn't have the help that they had plentiful in, in some areas. And, and that wasn't the case. Mr. York, there just was no revenue. Farm prices collapsed. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you had no help, you couldn't pay them, so they're not going to work on the farm for nothing. So no, they go toward everybody areas, left. You know? all, all, all eight of my dad and his siblings, they left the country. And went to various places around the country. And the black folks down there. There were a lot living down there before the war. They all left and came to the cities to get jobs. You know, Before the war, Kettle Mills was a, had a mill, a store, a dentist office, some other things going on there. By 1946 or 7, it was a ghost town. And, and that's... There, there's... And, 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 and the wages weren't even... Wasn't even well, there when, I, they when there I started working. I started working at fifty cents a darn hour. Well, that's yeah. Breaking leaves. We all did, about, Jim. In the fifty cents an hour. We all, you know? we all did. Well, you, I mean, oh, not uh, everybody wasn't making fifty cents an hour. You're missing my point that you know it yeah. wasn't. Just, I know it was hard times for everybody. I know what you're trying to get to, Delt. But and the ruling class, per, and the ruling class oppressed. Poor whites and poor blacks, and because of that experience, the majority of white people were willing to support help by desegregation, equality, and inclusion. It was a process, but when it came along, the majority were willing to help. Well, that didn't show in the film where kids were trying to desegregate the schools. That didn't show in many communities like up in Boston. In Mississippi, Louisiana. I'm not saying everybody, Mr. York. But Arkansas, you know, I'm, I'm, across the South and part of the North were not. I'm not kind. saying everybody, Mr. York, but don't insult my daddy and his associates. No, I'm Let's not trying to insult your daddy. I'm just telling you what the reality was.
Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. 
or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. We are back. Three dudes with a view. Wednesday edition. Warm Wednesday. Uh, spring will come in fits and starts, and we'll probably come on in, in uh, you know, sometime after the 1st of April, then uh, it'll it'll be full-on spring, and it'll stay that way. But that's, uh, that's February and March in Tennessee, folks. We're right in amongst it, and it's, it's great. Saw bluebirds yesterday. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Delk. Let me give a shout out to one of my old telephone buddies, old Jimmy Rogers. I hope you're listening this morning. He, I call him the oldest man in Columbia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a great worker, good guy to work with, and he worked on my team, uh, and and we got an award as a team. So, old Jimmy Rogers. Okay. Thank you, good buddy. All and, right. And he also does uh, cooking for the Special Olympics that's held at different places in in Murray County. Uh, He's always, I think he had a hip problem last year and COVID stopped him from doing it. But he's always worked hard in his time off. He's just a good guy to be around. Old Jimmy Rogers. There we go. out there. There we go. Shout out to Jimmy Rogers. All right. Regular special guest dude on Wednesday, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Doing well. Good morning, everybody. And I know that since it's being shared around Facebook and we were talking about it during the break, I think we need the power of all of Columbia to lift prayers for Blake Height today, who's having a medical procedure done. He's, he he's is. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I meant collective yeah, prayer well, from too. Columbia. Yeah, I mean, let's let's really raise him up and lift him up yeah, it, and his it, family. It sounds guy. as if Blake's in a difficult, some pretty serious difficulty, and our thoughts and prayers go out to Blake. He's a friend of the station, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. And uh, we don't know how he even got started. I mean, he's a young man, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently in ICU at uh, in Williamson County and being Trans- transferred to ICU at Vanderbilt. So... Uh, mm. It sounds serious. Sounds serious. We yeah. went to preschool together. Wow. Yeah, we went yeah. to school together growing up. Yeah. yeah. That's just wild. He He's a good one. Uh, we, we we don't know how his, how his health difficulties started. Uh, but. His dad and I, well, his dad was older than I was, but he his dad coached me when I won the uh, female bowling tournament in high school i mean i was tommy a state Hyatt. champ yes tommy and we had one of i can't remember the other gentleman's name that was our coach both were fantastic but great folks yeah. yes debbie you said that you had a couple of things you wanted to bring up 
Oh, no, that was something personal between us afterwards. Oh, 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 oh okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> right. Watch out, watch out, Dale. He's going to jump you. There we go. <laughs> oh, no, I got well, just things I got, to catch well, up with. Why is Governor Lee getting taxpayers to fund faith-based initiatives in his office? I don't know that he is, but... Uh, well, I, I heard a Senate uh, committee hearing that they passed... The, to give him funds to take taxpayers dollars for religious affiliates that's working out of his office. You know, I guess yeah. that I mean that that could that could uh, possibly implicate you know an unconstitutional uh, twining of church and state. I, I guess as as with all legal questions, it depends. Yeah, that's well, what one of the Democrats said, but they went on and passed it anyway. Well, isn't it awesome that Trump just threatens a trip to Pal- Palestine, Ohio, and FEMA finally changes? The federal government changes their, oh, we're going to send FEMA in now. We're yeah, gonna they, take, they weren't going to do anything. No, they had denied it. They had they said, oh, the people of Palestine, because it's Palestine, right? Not Stein. Stein have de- uh, they don't need it. And Trump threatens he's there today, and and now they've ponied up the FEMA, and um, it's a miraculous what a Trump visit will do. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. And well, Pete, the head of EPA has been there for two weeks. Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete has not even. Yeah, been there. the head of EPA has been there, and the EPA has come out and said everything's fine. And then we had some. Was it somebody on yesterday? I remember the news several days ago. The the uh, White House issued a formal denial for right. a request for emergency help from. Yeah. Wow. And he's in the Ukraine, and he hasn't paid a visit to Palestine yet. So that just really. I mean, going <laughs> going to today. going to Ukraine to get a photo op for President's Day. And risking World War Three thermonuclear war, just you know that just that just makes me so mad. And you know the, the to one, have a great statesman like Joe Biden that can go across the world and unite NATO, but he can't unite his own people here. Isn't that isn't that ironic? Uniting NATO. Why do we want NATO? You know, I mean, I want I want them to be united, and I want so, them to pay so, their share. So Putin won't be eating breakfast at your dinner table. That's why. That's yeah. not going to happen. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's use let's use the Russian fear, Jim, for the twentieth year in a row. Let's well, uh, the tail wagging the dog there longer than that. You know? It's deja vu, as they say. I've heard this crap before. That is my favorite new saying. You know, well, we had people at the White House the other day uh, flying Putin flags, Russian flags. Had a whole group of them oh, out this there. whole Ukraine. First of all, it it wasn't a statesman. But was, he went over there for a photo op on President's Day to make him look good politically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but he's he's over there provoking uh, the Russians, and he, you're dealing with a madman, and you don't have any idea what he's going to do. And they've got thermonuclear weapons, and for Ukraine, and he pulled out of the the nuclear treaty with the U.S. And, yesterday. Yeah, and the, and Ukraine, there there are all these people out there who truly have wanted us to get in a war with Russia for years. Yes. And that's what this is all yes. about. They're trying to get Ukraine into NATO, yes. and that's the political forces behind it. Uh, the State Department actually funded some uprisings uh, in Ukraine in the teens, and it, it th- this basically re- directly results from that. Uh, and because... Uh, 
Ukraine was moving closer to Russia politically. And so the U.S. in the mid-teens caused a, a coup over there. Uh, but we're not the only ones supporting supporting Ukraine, Del. If we were the only ones doing it, I would feel some kind of way. But Poland, we're the only ones that are providing NATO money, Jim. Over there. No, no, Poland's no. providing. Germany, all of those countries that's in NATO are providing assistance to they, Ukraine. Barely. They are. But the devastation but that Putin's per- perpetrating on that country. Now, Poland is a next door neighbor. Any country, we're supposed to defend because we're in the NATO agreement, in the alliance. Ukraine is not in NATO. Ukraine's not in it, but those countries next door to it, and that's why they're supporting But they haven't been attacked. uh, But they're supporting Ukraine because they could be the next stepping stone to be attacked. Listen, listen, Jim. To go back to Vietnam, the domino theory, folks. Oh, if Vietnam falls, the rest of them will fall. All of them will fall. So, listen, Jim. What happened, Odell? Russia took Crimea. Okay, several years ago, when when Obama under was Obama, in yeah, under Obama, and, and we try and, and we voiced our disapproval. Now he's trying to take Ukraine. That's not just a stepping stone. That's action, buddy. That's action. Let him so have we it. Have yeah, bond, that's what I We say. got to bond together as Western civilization to try to keep what interest do we forward. have in Ukraine? Now Poland does. They're the neighbor, but we don't have any interest there. Let them have it. I don't uh, want it to be a. I don't I want it to be a bigger war. We are risking. If you don't understand the world need for having. What I understand is there is nothing then, there that is worth an American life. Correct. Now let, there let, is correct. not anything there that's worth an American life. Correct. If no you are, Americans are being involved over there, they're from yeah, yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about all the companies in this country that's producing guns and bullets and tanks and stuff for Ukraine. And yeah, they're the people giving Mitch McConnell money and Joe Biden money to perpetuate the war Jim if you if you all will google the late 20s and early 30s the Soviets or the Russians at the time starved Ukraine and starved about six million people at the time six million the Russians did that to them so much so that there were dead bodies littering everywhere because people were starving to death and the Russians put up propaganda signs that said remember Ukrainians it is bad to eat your children Okay, the the animosity between these two countries goes back for centuries, well, centuries. It, this not, is not going to get solved by the U.S. coming in. It's just not going. No, this is a long running. Certain regions of the country, though, that are Russian, they're Russian. Yes, speaking, they are, and they're heavily yes. sympathetic toward the yes. Russians. Yes, well, and, and Russia's been paying their um, pensions because they were a part of the Soviet Union. Well, now Union. the U.S. is paying their. Well, pensions. we got Democrats and Republicans in Congress that's encouraging Joe Biden to even give them F-16 planes, which he's... Of course, of course they are. And I'm against whoever they Republicans are. Republicans and Democrats. Mitch McConnell, absolutely. Mitch McConnell's wants just right there to McConnell. He's a warmonger. And Seven you know, more lawmakers signed the letter yesterday. And you know what? Warmonger. And, and remember Tim Burchett's on, you know what all those congressmen and senators do? They know that we're about to ship a bunch of arms uh, before to Ukraine mm-hmm. before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. And so they go out and load up on defense company stocks yes. before the announcement, and it's perfectly legal for That's them right. to do it. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. And, and plus, you know, Coach Mike and I were talking about this yesterday. It's about time for another war. If you look at our history, about every 20 years or so. We just ended we got, one in Afghanistan. Uh, okay, that was 20 years ago. Do you know, 20 I 20 years before that, or 10 years yeah. before that, we were in uh, our, our Kuwait. Uh, 20 years before that, we were in Vietnam. 
It's 20 a, years before that, we were in World War II. 20 years before that, we were in World War One. Just keep we going We are back. in perpetual war. Yep. And the and thing I'm is, sick of it. No, I am listen, too. listen, I truly believe that we got out of Afghanistan. Biden got us out of Afghanistan only because he knew he needed to send to the funds to, to the Ukraine. That is the only reason he pulled out like he did. Because well, he could not have done two wars. signed by Trump for no, America to get out yeah, of Afghanistan. But not like that. Jim York's fictional history show. No, that's not every fictional. day the coming deal, on WKOM. The deal was cut by Trump. Yes, but not to leave like like little well, Girl Scouts. What else could he do? He didn't have any recourse. Jim, the Taliban was at the airport Jim, guarding Jim, guarding the chicken house. Me so and, what else could he do? Me and a group of Girl Scouts could have planned a better exit than what he did. Yeah, I that's did. for sure. Girl Scouts yes, it's true. It. I have yeah. mixed feelings about that. I'm just glad we're gone. I'm yeah, glad we're I gone. But, but, but yeah. I'm glad we don't have American troops over in Ukraine fighting on the front line. We've yeah. got some volunteer yeah. mercenaries You're delusional there, if you think they're not American already troops. there, Jim. Yeah, yeah. They're already there. There might be trainers, but they're not engaged in. in That's how it always starts. There. Yet, how many years do you think this is going to go on? Because we're in well, now. It's if you we're, look at the in. humanity that's been destroyed in Ukraine, I don't see how you all don't have a stomach for that. I, you, get, you don't have a stomach for that. But you got a stomach for a lot of other things. Well, we as can't long be as the country. keeper of every home. Yeah, I hate the way the Chinese treat some of their folks, but for I'm sure. not going to go in there and start a fight with them. It's their people. I, well, you know what I'm saying? Like. But we us, gotta mind our own business. We need to take care of our people when did here. The Democrats become warmongers. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Like they used to. I'm, I'm I mean, think about how badly. I'm speaking for myself. Think about how badly they a, hated a George W. Bush. Destruction of humanity there. A destruction of humanity in Ukraine. And if somebody doesn't do something about it, it's gonna spread. Like I, I do agree with that. You Jim, all are I do saying agree don't do nothing. Just let de- it happen. Democrats uh, hated got, George W. Bush. We got over hundred thousand Ukrainians that's already migrated here. So you say, don't do nothing. Let it just happen. Won't we just send I didn't back say that. Then? I didn't say that, Jim. I'm saying you got to hit it, hit it early, or it's going to drag on and bleed us out. This is this well, is a war with Russia and China, because China has signed on to give this, Russia all the funds they need. This is wrong. Well, whoever, whoever would have thought a Democrat would be defending a Cheney. I mean, that's where we're at. In exactly. 20 years, that's where we're, there, there are more no, warmongers, and they are defending Cheney. It's entirely different situation. And John McCain, surprisingly. This is not different. If, it's just when, another... When there's a threat to democracy in this world, if we are a democracy, we have to support... We're a republic, Jim. If, all right, we got to take a, a break. Republic, but we have <laughs> Democrats. There are okay. U.S. There are any U.S. citizens in Ukraine? Get them out. Otherwise, the United States needs to go home. All right. Take a break. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the happy face truck today. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy. He's less stressed. And he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house. He's getting some exercise. And he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Tennessee high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. No, 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 no. Take that one off the rotation, No, I coach. loved it. Paul and Oates. 
What is oh, wrong with Lord. that? It's awful. I love hollow notes. All right, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del. Good morning, everybody. Let me give another shout out when you introduce Debbie there. Okay. Uh, regular special guest dude, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. So thankful to be here. All right, Miss York, what's going on? All right, uh, tonight, folks, tonight is the culmination of a great season. Columbia State Chargers are playing their last game here tonight. Basketball starts at Yeah, basketball. Starts at 530, the girls' game. Now, the girls are struggling. I'm going to tell you up front. The boys are in first place in the seven regional district. Oh wow! So they they are trying to maintain their first place and then go to the N N N J A C C tournament, uh, representing the regions after they have the tournament. So they there's a kid that we call him X. He is outstanding, but they have a lot of outstanding players out there. So the game starts at. 5.30 for the girls and 7.30 for the boys, and they're playing uh, Dyersburg State. So mm-hmm. if you want some entertainment, go Good give sport. them support for there being you go. in first place. Is WKOM covering that tonight? Uh, no, we do not. We might. I'll look into that. But uh, Going out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly, I'm sure that as our sports reporters will cover it at some point. Mm-hmm. Clayton and Drake maybe will talk about it on their show. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, that's Miss York. Do you go out to get there to games often? Oh yeah, I try to make every one that I can make. It, it's it's great entertainment, you know. And those boys get after it out there. You talking about some good basketball? You know, last good team they they had. We we sent a kid from here to play with Auburn, and he he played on first string in Auburn there, and and did really well. That's awesome. All right, Columbia State, Columbia State basketball. So, so did district y- champs. Did y'all see that? Um, that it came across the news feed. I, I look, watch Citizen Free Press. Anybody that's looking for a good news aggregator, go to Citizen Free Press. But yesterday they did a big story on money following children. And the city of Chicago averages about $50,000 a year per child. And they have 30 schools with not one child reading on grade level. They actually hit 0%. So, again, it's not about the money. No, I saw something similar in Baltimore regarding math yeah, scores. Not, right. not a single student. Um, math or reading, level. right? Yeah. yeah, Chicago said Baltimore, hold my beer. I'm going to outdo you, and they have. It's just completely zero. Not one on reading level. Wow. Yeah, but we had it the same way when we start to put people in the classroom who have very little experience at the mythology of educating kids and and we're going in the wrong direction i know they're trying to get people in the classroom can't force people to become teachers mr york yeah that's what i'm saying when you just take people off the street who's got a degree in 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 psychology or something and then try to teach them how to do the methods that are required in education it's it's going to be a hard hard road to hope well you're paying fifty thousand a year i imagine you're going to get some teachers Fifty thousand per student. Um, 
that's not what the teacher's getting paid. I imagine it's much more. That was, yeah. Here, those, I think it's those te- resources and yeah, stuff. You and know. those teachers unioned up places. The teachers are going to have multiple credentials. Uh, so, so, again, it's proof, if, proof that money and credentials don't, don't provide work. results. Yeah, but so, if Tennessee does their education reform right, it's going to cost pretty close to 50000 If you're starting to put people in the first and kindergarten no, no, well, resources folks, and stuff like folks, that, we're talking it's going to cost that much. We're talking about two entirely different things. Uh, one is the starting teacher salary, which Governor Bill Lee has proposed will move up to 50000 I think, by twenty seven. Something like that. Yeah, and it needs to be quicker than that. Well, what Debbie, Debbie is talking about is a school system where their expenditure is not 50000 on a teacher. It's $50,000 50, per, per student. Yes. They're throwing well, money and they're not getting results. If you, you get can, two what? aides, resource teachers, and resource material in a classroom, that's pretty close to $50,000, Dell. A child, and that's what that's what not Sapinke's talking about doing. Our per student spending here is about seventy five hundred to ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, ten, somewhere between seventy five and ten thousand a child. That's per student. And but if, if you paying, get teachers' aides, what I'm saying, if you put teachers' aides in the classroom to assist a teacher, that's going to be pretty close to fifty thousand dollars. If you put the right resources and the right teachers' aides, Miss York, if, if, you, if you, you ain't doing your math right, we're talking about fifty thousand dollars per student. That means if there's twenty kids in the classroom, how much money? It's is a that million. Point? That's a million dollars. That's a million dollars per classroom. They could have fifty teachers' aides in there. That in is Chicago. a million bucks per classroom of twenty. Yep. That they're spending. It is not. Listen, the results are not equal to the money spent on the child. Get no, and you can well assume in places like that the teacher is way over credentialed and probably getting paid a hundred thousand a year. Yep. Well, and I think that's what the governor in the states and he's going to probably prove to everyone too is I'm going to throw a bunch of money. Right. We'll see if it works or not. If it doesn't, we're going to try something drastically different. That's right. That's right. That's that's. I think that's what we're we're seeing ha- about to happen. Again, we put man we put men on the moon before we had a Department of Education in D.C. And the Department of Education in D.C. does nothing but sit around and do all of these weird things and then and spend a ton of money and that money doesn't float down to the teachers on a local level. Get rid of the Department of Education and let this money flow back to the states and pay these teachers. That's what we need. Yeah, I know. That's the whole objective. Get rid of the Department of Education. That won't we just get rid of the Department of Education of every state first? If you don't, if you don't have a Department it's of Education, the states. You don't have to the states need to educate their children, Jim. Oh, oh, oh! The states need to educate. So everybody don't, needs the country need to educate too. The money's going up there, and it's not no. flowing back down, Jim. <clears throat> They're not getting results. Let's let's just base we it get on more results. Money than we've ever got before. And we are less educated than we have ever been before. And and your your legislatures are talking about not receiving any money from the Department of Education, so that won't apply to you if you get out. Well, that'd be, at least we can call our own shots and decide how we're going to do this. Instead of making sure that men go into the little girl's room. Yep. I think you're afraid it might work. Because obviously (laughs) what we're doing now isn't working. So why are you so scared that maybe... It might work without the federal dollars that you always talk about. Let's see what happens. It cannot get any worse than it is right now, honestly. Exactly. Because I taught in junior high science and math. How long ago was that, Mr. York? How long ago was that? I know know what resources were. How long ago was that? Well, how long did you go to school? I'm asking you, how long ago did you teach? 
in in the seventies. In the, okay, completely different world back then. Completely different. Completely different. We were still still some of the programs, and a lot of them have been enhanced since then. Now, my, my my husband is an educator, and he looked at me yesterday, and these were his words. He said, until we get away with everybody expecting a public education, he said, until they want it and, re- and, are, and are willing to earn the education, they don't need to be in the classroom. So maybe we st- should start. Yeah, we need to go back like no, China listen, and Russia. No, listen. Right now, teachers are having to break up fights more than they are able to teach. The uniqueness of the education system in America is that we try to educate everybody. But everybody that whether needs you an, have disabilities, whether that's you not have the issue, Jim. The thing is, there's a lot of kids that what, don't want to be we in try the to room. Educate everybody. Well, the people that don't want to be in there and don't want the education need to be gone. So the people that want they, to learn they can need learn. additional resources. No, Just that's like they, they need. It has nothing to do with resources. resources. To deal with them. More money, more taxes. And, and less record. results, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's why Murray County spent the uh, what the hundred, two hundred some thousand dollars on this special behavioral program to try to educate those students. As much as they cut up and do things wrong, it's still important to educate them the best we can. All of them aren't going to be successful, just like everybody in your class. In all your classes, wasn't successful, like in my class. Everybody wasn't successful. As we classify success, so do you but believe? Do you got believe an in opportunity all right, to hang be on. educated? Do you believe in getting rid of the AP courses, Jim, like they're no. doing in these states? Not, not they, not like they're trying to do down in 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 uh, Florida, and and only AP courses he's trying to get rid of. Is no, like what AP she's course. talking about is in all these blue states or blue places they get because they they saying that ap courses are, don't uh, provide equity so they're getting rid of them yep. all right let's uh let's move on uh clayton's got a uh a, a uh an announcement i think somebody texted us clayton yeah because james dickinson uh our um station um sales manager uh, just messaged me that Mr. John Churchwell uh, passed away this morning, a local uh, World War II veteran, a local business owner for 50 years at Churchwell Signs and Arts, and uh, just wanted to say our thoughts were with the family and uh, wanted to make that announcement, you know, so we, okay. knew, we knew he'd been... Thanks for sending that in. Yep. We're about to run out of time, but I something happened that really delighted me over the weekend. Uh <laughs> Code Pink appeared again and accosted President Biden in a restaurant or something. And, and Jill, she and, was there. And, and for those, you, you know, you may have forgotten about Code Pink. They dress in these crazy outfits and they always protest war, all wars. And uh, the oddest thing under George Bush, they were, you know, everywhere. And I support them. They, <laughs> we, George Bush got us into two wars we should have never been in. And uh, they were everywhere, all over Bush. But yet, when Obama was elected, and and Obama went on to shoot a rocket up every camel's ass from Casablanca to Karachi, <laughs> and uh, attack, 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 but Code Pink just disappeared, just absolutely disappeared. Well, you know, and and then under Trump, they didn't have anything to protest. So yeah, his foreign policy was yeah. Was they didn't have anything to protest. He, he was collecting money from Saudi Arabia, so he didn't have to do it. Yeah, know? right, and so. Uh, and so, but now they're back, and I could not be 
more thrilled to see them protesting in front of Biden. And, uh, you know, I may send them a bottle of my favorite whiskey or something, you know, get one of those bizarre pink outfits. But go code pink, baby. I never imagine. Yeah, well, tell Andy Ogles he can't dismiss that that controversy that surrounds him. So uh, he's trying to dismiss it. So he's in a hot seat, buddy. Y'all better find another candidate. Well, I don't know about that. I, I will uh, note here that... Uh, See, I'm not sure who's on it. There are a, a number of congressmen who have signed on to a resolution to end the war in Ukraine and to get out, and most of them are from the more conservative. Uh, I mean, the, the right, the right, the, the most conservative side of the Republican Party in Congress, and um, like the that Bobert woman or whoever and some Warren others. Bobert, yeah. It's it's got to go through Schumer. And McConnell, so it's not going anywhere. Well, at least they're standing up and taking a stand. Well, remember the Vietnam yeah, just, War? A few people were took, stood up and took a stand. Just an exercise in futility. When, well, you, when you drive over that I mean, pothole on I-65, Jim, go, oh, well, that money went to the Ukraine. Well, Biden's got plenty of money for He's already given us plenty yeah, of money for those, the Jim, those you're missing few, that we're borrowing that few. money from China to pay Ukraine. You Why? understand that, right? Oh, Jim York, the old Nobody nuke- borrow no money from We're China. borrowing money from China to pay it to the Ukraine. Ukraine. So thirty seven trillion dollars in debt. While China supports Russia. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Jim York. To pay give people tax breaks, so what's wrong with helping a country that's in need? Yeah, Mr. York, we used to joke about warmongers like you. We called them people who want to nuke them till their hair falls out. Humanity people. People that believe in humanity. I don't have any children or grandchildren I won't hurt in the least for anybody in Ukraine at all. Well, it hadn't got to that stage, Dell. Not yet, as I mean, Clayton you, says. You, y'all, y'all hollering wolf, 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 and and you're living in a sanctuary. We, <laughs> we are risking <laughs> nuclear war, putting it. Uh, this is... Well, it's thanks East for the good conversation this week, Dell. You did take on some heavy rip. You, I, I got to tell you, you can take it a little bit, so uh, appreciate the discussion. We're probably the best station in the South it, it's that a engages in, in intense debate. It's a lively uh, on, discussion, Mr. a lot York. of a kid. Always lively and always respectful. So that's good for this community to listen to points of view that differ from theirs.